0: Brothers and sisters, the feast that we celebrate today, the most holy body and blood of Christ, is one of the most important feasts on our liturgical calendar. In fact, it's so important that the code of canon law forbids the local bishop from being absent from his diocese on this feast. Fortunately for Father Edison, it doesn't say anything about the local pastor. The celebration of this feast dates back to the 13th century when Juliana of Liege, a Norbertine canonist, developed a special veneration for the Blessed Sacrament. In 1208, Juliana had a vision of Christ in which she was instructed to plead for the institution of the Feast of Corpus Christi. Some 38 years later, Her bishop instructed this feast to be celebrated after Trinity Sunday, and it's been celebrated ever since, albeit with various degrees of solemnity. In recent years, it seems that this feast has been downplayed. In fact, I would wager to guess that if you polled Catholics across the country, most of them would not know that today is the feast of the most holy body and blood of Christ. It's one of the five highest-ranking feasts on the liturgical calendar, and yet very few Catholics know that it's being celebrated today. Friends, this is a sad reality. And it leads me to wonder if there's any correlation between the decline in the solemnity with which we celebrate this feast And the statistics that show things such as 50% of Catholics, or even more in some, don't know the teaching or don't believe in the teaching that the Eucharist is truly the real presence of Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. It makes me wonder if the decline in the celebration of Corpus Christi has anything to do with the fact that when asked if it was possible to have a personal relationship with Christ, only 40% of Catholics believed that such a relationship was possible. Meaning that 60% of Catholics either don't know or don't believe that it's possible to have a personal relationship with Christ. If we properly understand the feast that we celebrate today, what should be abundantly clear is that it's not only possible to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but that Christ himself initiates this relationship. This is, after all, what the Eucharist is about. The Eucharist is the real presence of Christ here on earth. As such, it's the means for us to enter into a personal relationship with Christ. You know, one of the great ironies of the Protestant Reformation was that many of the Protestants removed the Feast of Corpus Christi from their liturgical calendars. And yet, at the same time, they began to preach about this necessity for a personal relationship with Christ. And I say this is ironic because the Protestant brethren are not incorrect claiming that we need a personal relationship with Christ. They're absolutely right in that assertion. We do need a personal relationship with Christ. The irony is that they removed the feast that allows them to form this personal relationship with Christ, the feast that celebrates his most holy body and blood. When Jesus became a human being, when he became flesh and blood, He did so not for his sake, but for ours. By taking on human flesh and blood, he demonstrated that he wanted to enter into a special type of relationship with human beings. He didn't want to merely govern humanity from afar, as did the pagan gods of the Greeks and the Romans. Rather, he wanted to be united with his people. And this union began from the very moment of creation, when he made human beings in his image and likeness. And then it continued as he entered into covenants with human beings. And it culminated with him taking on our very nature, uniting himself to us, and asking us to reciprocate by uniting ourselves to him through the sacrament of the Eucharist. Hence, in our second reading today, we hear St. Paul urge the fledgling church in Corinth to celebrate the sacrament of Christ's body and blood in order to proclaim the saving death of Jesus Christ. And that's our mission. The church has been given a mission. It's found in the 28th chapter of St. Matthew's Gospel. We are to go and to make disciples of all nations. That is to say, we are to bring all nations into an intimate union With Jesus Christ. And we do that through the sacrament of the Eucharist. We do that by honoring his presence in the Eucharist. And when we pray in the presence of the Eucharist, we place ourselves in the very position of the apostles and of the early disciples. For like them, we are praying in the very presence of Christ. When we, in a state of grace, receive the Eucharist, we receive not bread and wine, but the actual body and blood of Jesus. Which means, as Charles de Foucauld observed, that Jesus is as close to us as he was to Mary when he was in her womb. Think about that for a moment. There's probably not a more intimate and personal relationship than that of a pregnant mother with her child. And my sister is currently present with her fir- pregnant with her first child, and I know that she experiences this great intimacy with my niece. No other person has that type of intimacy with my niece. Not even my mother, who's been craving a grandchild since I was like six years old. <laughs> she can't have that type of degree of intimacy with my niece. Yet as great as that intimacy is between my sister and my niece, it pales in comparison to the intimacy that God offers to us through the Eucharist. For in the Eucharist, Christ not only shares our nature, but we are permitted to share his nature. For we receive into our very being his divine nature. And in doing so, we can grow to be more like him. Friends, here's the bottom line. Every Christian needs to develop a personal relationship with Christ. And the good news is that this relationship is in fact possible. And it's possible in a real and tangible way through the sacrament of the Eucharist. And therefore, we need to spend time in the presence of the Eucharist. At the end of mass today, we're ending with a Eucharistic procession. If you've not had a time to if you've not had time to spend with Christ, The presence in his presence in the Eucharist recently, or if you need to grow in your relationship with him, this is a great way to start. In the procession, we'll adore Christ, who is our Lord and our God, and we'll do so in his actual presence. We are literally going to obey his commandment to follow me as we follow him in procession. Furthermore, we'll proclaim him to all nations as our worship is never a private act but a public act. He is, in fact, our Lord and our God and that's what we'll be acknowledging in that procession. But even if you're not able to attend the procession today, don't downplay the importance of today's celebration. Form that personal relationship with Christ. Do it by reading the scriptures. Do it by listening to and following the commands that he has given us through the church that he established. But more so than that, do it by spending time with him in his presence in the sacrament of the Eucharist. Come to an opportunity for adoration or spend time in front of the blessed sacrament in the tabernacle Spend time with Christ. You can't form a friendship with someone if you don't spend time with them. So spend that time in his presence to form that relationship. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that it's not important. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that it can wait till tomorrow. Instead, spend time today with the Blessed Sacrament and experience that joy of entering into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, peace to you and to all who partake in the most holy body and blood of Christ.